Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, it's all about Thanksgiving this week because no one should spend the holiday alone. Stonebridge Church is once again serving up a free community Thanksgiving dinner for all. We'll get details. Also, it's become a Thanksgiving morning tradition and a way to preemptively offset all those extra calories. The Turkey Trot 5K to benefit the Women's Resource Center of Hancock County. And the Arlington local schools have plenty to be thankful for. Superintendent Kevin Hawk will join us to talk about the plan moving forward after voters approve the district's levy for a new school building. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Monday, November 21st, 2022. Good to be back after uh, my wife and I took a little uh, R&R last week. We were in Vegas for uh, a few days, and then I was in Cincinnati over the weekend. I was just jetting all over the country, and uh, man, it was it was cold. Uh, it was even chilly in Vegas, um, unseasonably so. I mean, it was like right around 60 degrees for most of the time that we were in, uh, we were in Vegas, and, uh, and that's chilly for that part of the country this time of year uh but not as cold as what it was uh this weekend as a matter of fact um even this morning uh we've got uh, that wind chill in the teens the middle teens and uh temperatures what in the uh, actual temperatures in the upper 20s and uh, wind chills in the teens it is going to warm up a little bit as we head toward the thanksgiving holiday but it is uh, still going to be a bit chilly. Um, it is November, so, I mean, I guess we've got to expect that. Um, so, anyway, it is good to be back. I'm, I, if you notice, I've got, the, I've got the deep radio voice going. I've been struggling a little bit. My voice has been, I don't know if it was the, uh, that dry desert air last week that got to me or the, uh, the air on the plane, because that sometimes will, will get to you. You know, they stale air on the plane uh, and that uh, trip back and forth. But uh, for whatever reason, it's kind of gotten me uh, here this morning. I feel fine, but I may sound a little odd. Um, but uh, rest assured, I am fine. Good to be back here and get another uh, week started. Today is False Confession Day. Um, I guess a day to confess to something that you didn't do. False Confession Day, National Gingerbread Day, so that's a big deal. National Stuffing Day. Uh, Thursday is Turkey Day. Today, it is Stuffing Day. Also, Pumpkin Pie Day. And uh, I saw a a survey, and I can't remember who did this, uh, over the weekend that pumpkin pie was among the least favorite uh, Thanksgiving traditions. Who doesn't like pumpkin pie? I just, that is, uh, that boggles my mind. How can you not like pumpkin pie? Love pumpkin pie, especially at uh, Thanksgiving. Um, but it is pumpkin pie day and world hello day. So just say hello to someone uh, today. So uh, if you are traveling for Thanksgiving, Wednesday going to be the big travel day. Although uh, they're saying that, um, you know, with so many people working on flexible schedules these days post-pandemic, that uh, some folks may take off a little bit early, and so that may alleviate some of the 
huge influx of travel that you would normally have the day before Thanksgiving. So Wednesday may not be the huge travel day that it has been in the past, but nonetheless, this week, a big travel week and traveling is going to be more expensive than last year. AAA says nearly 49 million people will hit the road for the holiday and Gas Buddy says on Thanksgiving Day, they projected the national average for a gallon of gas to be $3.68. That is about 20 cents higher than last year. But considering where the price of gas was earlier this year, to only be 20 cents higher is something to give thanks for, I guess. The, uh, the last time the Thanksgiving gas prices hit an all-time high because 368 would be an all-time high. The last previous all-time high was in 2022 with the average of 344. Uh, AAA uh, 2012, 344. AAA reports uh, that uh, though the national average for gas prices is higher this year than last, there are about 13 states where some gas stations are cheaper than average. So I don't, I don't know what those uh, states would be. But if uh, you are lucky enough to have them on your itinerary, more power to you. Uh, Let's see here. What else is uh, going on in the world here? This is pretty amazing science. I saw this over the weekend. A bird thought to be extinct for 140 years has been rediscovered. How in the world does this happen? Well, the uh, black-naped pheasant pigeon was recorded for the first and only time back in 1882 when scientists believed that it had vanished. That they they found one, it went away, they could never find another one, and they figured, well, it must have died out and gone extinct. However, researchers on a remote island off Papua New Guinea have recently caught the bird on video. And uh, although scientists say they don't know how many of the birds are left they are optimistic that there could be quite a few so there might be an entire colony not just a a random bird or two that it might indeed be a thriving species so that would be cool certainly not something you see every day i mean um here is uh something something uh, interesting this is the time of year when you get all of the year-end lists and uh, things like that uh there is a new list out this month of uh of words that are now acceptable to play in the board game scrabble the seventh edition of the official scrabble players dictionary is out this month and contains 500 or so new words and variations that are legal to play in the game of scrabble this is the definitive Scrabble Players Dictionary, because if you ever played with somebody who's serious about the game Scrabble, I mean, they are really, they get militant about this. They get very serious about this. And this is the Scrabble Players Bible, the dictionary, official dictionary. Among the new additions that you can now play in the in the game Scrabble, Stan, Stitch, or, or Sitch, Sitch, S-I-T-C-H, Sitch? What is that? Oh, Situation. It's like... Short for situation. Okay, sitch. Convo, short for conversation. We're going to have a convo. Uh, Zadonk. All right. Dox, D-O-X. 
Fauxhawk Guac, short for uh, guacamole, uh, torrented adulting. <laughs> adulting is now an official word in Scrabble because adulting is hard. Um, page view, so an internet-inspired term there. Uh, Fauxhawk is a haircut similar to a mohawk. I wondered what that was, Fauxhawk. Uh, haircut similar to a mohawk. Uh, that would potentially be the highest scoring new word. And embiggen. Embiggen. E-M-B-I-G-G-E-N. Embiggen, a verb meaning to increase in size, is among the most unexpected new additions from those in the know. Embiggen. Uh, new compound words that you can now play in the game include dead name uh, and baby moon. So there you go. Some of the uh, new words in Scrabble. Uh, so pick up your seventh edition, the official Scrabble Players Dictionary for the new editions, and is out now. This is kind of crazy. Um, and if you caught any of the uh, NFL games uh, over the weekend, this was a crazy story in the NFL. Las Vegas Raiders linebacker Blake Martinez has abruptly retired midseason. And it's not because he had a career-ending injury or, you know, being cut by a team and nobody wanted to pick him up. And so he just quietly retired. No, nothing like that. He decided to hang up his cleats because he said he is making enough money selling Pokemon cards. Yes, indeed. That is what he is doing. He's not playing in the NFL because he's making enough money selling Pokemon cards. Most recently, he sold a very rare card from his own personal collection for nearly $700,000. Uh, it says, uh, Blake Martinez's retirement announcement came as a shock to Raider fans as the former linebacker is only 28 years old. Um... He's going to run out of cards eventually, isn't he? I mean, and I guess, you know, you run out of time in your NFL career eventually, too. But it just seems like uh, he could make a whole lot more money in the NFL over the course of a career than he could. But, hey, he's selling Pokemon cards. He's happy. He made 700 grand, and he says that's enough. And so why risk all of the injuries and potential uh, life-altering uh, Injuries that come from playing a very dangerous, what can be a very dangerous sport. So, okay. And uh, Blake Martinez, <laughs> maybe the only NFL players ever retired to sell Pokemon cards. And uh, lastly, among the first things you need to know this morning, I want to bring this up because we always have to have something to worry about. And here is the latest sign that the world may be coming to an end. Apparently, there is a huge herd of hundreds of sheep that have been reportedly walk, been walking around in a circle for 10 days straight. This is in Inner Mongolia. These sheep have been walking around in circles for 10 days straight. The video, which was posted on Twitter, but has since been removed, was captioned, a flock of sheep in Inner Mongolia have been walking in a circle for over 10 days straight, and no one knows why. Uh, and they theorize that it could be a sign that the world is ending. Of course. Because... 
If there are a bunch of sheep that have been walking around in circles for 10 days, what else could it be? But the world is coming to an end. So the video has uh, since been removed officially from Twitter, but you can find it if you if you Google the sheep walking around in a circle. There are other places that have it archived. But that is the thing that we have to worry about today. The world may be coming to an end because there are sheep walking around in circles in Inner Mongolia. Don't say that you weren't warned. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Monday morning started. WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Sunny and windy today with a high of 45. It'll be mostly clear tonight, a low of 21. The Ohio Department of Transportation's Hancock County Garage on Lima Avenue in Finley is ready for Old Man Winter. Transportation Administrator for ODOT in Hancock County, Deidre Knoll, has some advice for drivers in winter weather. Yeah, just take your time, slow down, give yourself enough distance between the vehicle in front of you, and especially if it's one of our trucks. She says the Hancock County ODOT Garage has 21 trucks and is responsible for 621 lane miles in the county, including Interstate 75 from Bluffton to North Baltimore. Get more on the website. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose wants to change the rules for passing ballot issues that amend the Ohio Constitution. The Republican says such issues should have to receive 60% of the vote to be enacted instead of a simple majority. He says the change would safeguard the Ohio Constitution from special interests, while opponents say it's a power grab and a way to weaken the voices of Ohioans who disagree with the majority party. Get more on the website. RSV, the flu, and COVID have health professionals in Ohio busy and concerned. Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, director of the Ohio Department of Health, says RSV is a big concern in very young children. Parents of infants with RSV should be especially alert for certain signs and symptoms like decreased feeding or activity levels, fever or wheezing. He says children's hospitals in Ohio are filling up with cases, which means very long wait times in the ER for other medical ailments. Golden Reserve and the WFIN Trojans play-by-play team presented Chopin Hall with a nice check as part of the Sack for a Sack program. It's exciting when a community can come together with its businesses and its community entities like Finley High School football and do something positive in the community. And that's our opportunity here with the Sack for a Sack program. As part of the Sack for a Sack program, every Trojan sack over the season meant another 25 bucks for the food pantry. The Finley Trojans tallied 27 sacks this season, meaning a total of 675 bucks for Chopin Hall. Get more on the program and see video of the check presentation on the website. Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Well, it is Thanksgiving week, and uh, so I guess it's an appropriate way to start the uh, week to talk about the fact that they are certainly uh, have much to be thankful for. The Arlington Local Schools uh, this year, Superintendent Kevin Haunt is with us this morning uh, to uh, talk about their uh, plans moving forward now after uh, district voters approved a levy for a new school building earlier this month. So, uh, Kevin, first of all, congratulations. Uh, I know this has been kind of a long time in the works. Thanks, Chris. Good morning. Uh, it certainly has. Uh, we have been on this path for well over 12 years now. Mm. And uh, this year, our voters turned out. Uh, 71% of the voting population was out, which is huge. And then uh, 62% of that population supported a new school for yeah. uh, for Arlington Local. So that is uh, that is not just a narrow victory. I mean, that is a, a pretty substantial uh, number, which has got to which has got to feel good because it's certainly not unusual for 
a, a project of this uh, magnitude to take multiple attempts to pass uh, with the voters, but to get that significant of a of a turnout and and support uh, has to make you feel good. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was awesome. Our our team, uh, levy team that was out there uh, taking care of those kinds of things, did an amazing job. Uh, those people need to be thanked over and over and over again. So certainly want to reach out to those folks and thank them. But yeah, this is a huge, a, a huge victory and it's going to be amazing for our community. Now, uh, what happens next uh, in this process? Obviously, there's a lot that has to happen before uh, ground can be broken and certainly before you know students are into a new building. So kind of take us through the timeline here. Sure. You know, one of the things that was kind of funny the night uh, we had the, the levy. Uh, the next morning, the kids had heard about it, some of our younger kids, kindergarten, first grade, and they wondered, uh, was the building going to be up by the end of the week so they could be in it? So uh, they don't understand that timeline, certainly. But right now, we're working on the financing. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll have to uh, work with the OFCC. Uh, we'll show them that we have uh, put together our, our money. That'll probably take about three months, beginning of March, April, uh, and then we'll start to reach out to the community to get folks that want to be involved in the planning process and what's that new building going to look like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, certainly we'll have our teachers involved in uh, planning their classrooms and, and what's going to look in that. But, you know, the OCC has a manual uh, that really kind of guides a lot of that. But we'll certainly want to get that input from our from our community. We want this to be a community building so as of right now this is kind of a clean slate uh you there's no uh preconceived it's it's got to be this got to be that uh kind of thing yeah really or? the only thing that's conceived right now is where we're going to be we've got that parcel of land mm-hmm. uh, the building will go on that on that property but as far as a and one that, story two story those kinds of things we don't have any so that, that all has uh, has yet to be determined Correct. and that uh, the the site for the uh, new buildings is actually the same uh parcel that was purchased several years ago in anticipation of of perhaps uh, building previously. So yeah, that's correct. You know, the last uh, four attempts, we had different sites that kept moving and, and we couldn't get a consensus on where that would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the board's done a great job of taking care of our finances and we were able to go out and purchase that about five years ago. And we're ready to go now with uh, with a land. So that will potentially expedite things a little bit once the plans. I mean, you since you have the land available, that'll make it easier to draw up the plans and actually uh, get everything going and starting to turn dirt when the time Correct. comes. Right. We know exactly the place. Yeah. Uh, and so it's you know there, there's a couple roads that lead into that off of uh, 103 Powell Drive to the west, and so we know that's the place and what what that looks like. Uh, we at least know the location, mm-hmm. what it looks like as far as the building yet. Yeah. We'll uh, still work on that. Again, that's yes. uh, yet to be determined. Right. And you mentioned that uh, that will be done uh, over the course of several months and, and meeting with the public, getting uh, district voters, uh, district residents input on that? That's correct. Um, the whole design phase is probably 12 to 18 months. Okay. The building phase, depending on what happens with materials and when things come in, because we all know that's uh, delayed in a lot of places right now. Right. Uh, anywhere from probably 18 to 24 months then once we turn the first spade of dirt. So you're looking at probably a couple, three years down the road before students are actually able to get into the into the new right. building. That's correct. Yep. So, uh, and then what about the, the, current, uh, the current facility? Is that uh, scheduled then to be raised? Yeah, so we'll take down everything but the 1992 edition that would house our current gymnasium and about four classrooms. 
uh, we'll keep that so that we have two gyms to still be able to have kids practice in and, and do those kinds of things. The last thing we wanted was a new building and kids are practicing at midnight because we only have one gym. So, yeah. Uh, we'll keep that part of the building, and then the rest of it will be raised. And, and I, I did not realize this uh, until I uh, read on the uh, district's website, actually, that the current building actually predates the Arlington School District. <laughs> it was actually out there yeah. before Arlington became a district into its, unto mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that front part of that building is a 1923. Yeah. Uh, we're going to celebrate 100 years with that building. So, and then we've had the additions throughout the year the earliest or the latest current is the 92 edition and i know that when uh whether we're talking about uh construction in finley or the cory rawson building the liberty benton building is going up now i mean the the hope is always that when you build a new facility that it will be uh good for another hundred years uh and so on i mean building with the future uh in mind and that's that's one of the challenges isn't it it certainly is. You know, you'll get under a new building. We know all construction always has some concern to it, whether it's a leaky roof or whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. the hope is that this will serve generations of students and, and uh, the community. And and that's one of the maybe the most interesting parts of, of this is that you are not only uh, designing and building a, a facility, a, a school building to serve the students now, but kind of theorizing or projecting what those needs will be 40, 50, 60 years from now. That's right. Yep. Yeah. You know, our, uh, our seniors this year obviously won't be in that new building, but they've mm-hmm. been so supportive about paying forward. Uh, this is what's right for our next generation, for the next group of kids. So that's been really neat to see too. Yeah. Uh, obviously a lot of excitement uh, for the next phase of the process. When will you be to the point where you can begin some of those conversations with community members about what the new building should include and what it should look like and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think our hope is sometime here in April to begin that process. Okay. Uh, like I said, we're work- working on getting our um, the bonds and the certificates of participation, all those things lined up. That's how we'll make the payment to OFCC. We have to have a demonstration of a deposit ticket that we have money in hand before they'll release their share. Uh, and then the process will, will start and, and folks will be able to join committees and be part of that process. So it is uh, certainly going to be, get, it's going to get very busy very soon. For <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize how busy. Uh, we had the vote on Tuesday and I was on the phone already Wednesday <clears throat> with our with our folks talking about the finances and what we need to be doing and those kinds of things. So it's, we're moving, which is great. Uh, much uh, to come, so stay tuned uh, on that. But good times uh, for the uh, Arlington Local Schools. And again, much to be thankful for uh, looking forward to you know, what is going to be possible with this, uh, with this new. And that's, and that's another thing. And again, it's, it's universal whenever we talk with uh, a school about uh, a district, about building a new school, the possibilities this opens up that maybe don't exist now for new types of learning and, you know, all of those uh, things. I mean, yeah, certainly the building, the classroom is going to look much different than classrooms have in years past. Yeah. Uh, You know, we're in this new 21st century learning Mm -hmm. uh, phase and and the technology is unbelievable from where we've, uh, we've come. Uh, So yeah, this is, this is going to be just, just amazing. I think it opens up opportunities for folks to move into our community it's good for our businesses. I think it's going to help the businesses. It's, it's just going to be great all around. And we will continue to follow the process as it uh, goes uh, through uh, the next uh, several years until the uh, uh, kids are in that, uh, in that new building at uh, Arlington. And again, uh, Superintendent Kevin Haunt with us this morning. Kevin, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Chris, thank nice you. Stuff. appreciate it.
Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and that means the folks at Stonebridge Church are once again preparing to serve up a community Thanksgiving dinner for all. And Stephanie Shack is with us uh, once again uh, with more details. How many years has this uh, been? I know I always ask, and there's a story behind this. It's everyone's favorite question. Basically, at this point, what we're telling people is it's a little bit of an urban legend, because no matter who you ask... The myth has grown over the years. Everybody has a little bit different version of how it started and when it started and all these things. What we know for sure is that Mm -hmm. years ago, they started at the Red Lobster um, and outgrew the space. And so then it came to be housed at Stonebridge, and we're pretty sure we're over 25 years there at Stonebridge. Yeah. So it's been um, a while. Yeah. Uh, and uh, traditionally, we have said, as a matter of fact, kind of the lead up to this, we were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, we have this free community Thanksgiving dinner because no one should spend the holiday alone. And I know that was yeah. uh, initially kind of the uh, idea behind it, but it's grown so much to the fact because you see families who yeah. will come, you know, who will bring you know, their entire family make it a part of their uh, tradition. Yeah, it's really cool. And that's exactly right. The meal originally started because it was people who just wanted community together. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got, you know, food insecurities and just the prices of things. Right. So the meal meets a lot of different needs. And we're really excited for our dine-in to be back this year to bring that community aspect back. We've missed that so much these was, last couple of years. Yeah, I was going to mention, uh, this is a tradition that actually even carried on during the pandemic. You found a way to make this happen. It did. But you are back in person this we year. We are. We've got, it's a little bit different time than what we've had in the past. Um, but from 11 to 1, we're going to have our dining room open for people to come in and sit down and have a meal together. That yeah. is awesome. Uh, and then for the, you will still do the, uh, carry out and yeah we still have all the other um, components that we've had so i know you've done until, delivery yep up until so, okay. the 22nd at noon okay you so can tomorrow. either yep tomorrow at noon you can either call in and place your order or you can go to our website stonebridgechurch.org and place your uh, order there and we'll deliver if you're in the finley city limits okay then we have our drive-through will be open from nine to one and then our dining room from 11 to 1. So we've got three different ways for you to come and eat with us. <laughs> and through all of that, you are expecting to feed how many people? So we're prepping for anywhere between 2,000 to 2,400. Which is uh, would which would be about normal. Yes. For the, I mean, yeah. That's, the last several years, we've served just on either side of that 2,000 yeah, mark. So. To give people an idea of just how big this is. And so the preparation obviously has already begun it has so obviously our team has been in prep for months um but yesterday was the official like kickoff for the week we started cooking we cook 80 turkeys um (laughs) for the meal so we started cooking those yesterday they'll finish cooking those today um tuesday will be all about breads rolls desserts pies getting cut things like that Mm -hmm. um and then like wednesday we'll start packaging the delivery meals yeah At, at what point do you, at what point does it become like panic time? I mean, is there is there a point where you say, I don't know if we're going to be ready for this? You know so what I mean? As There are definitely a few moments leading up, I would say, especially there would have to be. like that week before and this week, this past weekend are a little are stressful as you start like counting all the things and mm-hmm. figuring out the orders. But yeah. what I will say is that 
number one, it just always kind of seems to work out. Mm. And number two, our community is incredibly, incredibly generous. Yeah. From the tons of individuals who donate to the businesses who donate. Um, we had a refrigerated truck donated to us this year. Um, and just the we've got sports teams and scouts groups that get involved. Everybody just wants to pitch in and make it happen. And we make it happen. Yeah, because, I was, again, one of the things I wanted to add, how many people does it take to pull this off? I mean, certainly it's more than just you, obviously. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, that We always say Stonebridge houses the meal, but it is a community meal for mm-hmm. sure. To run the meal itself through the course of the whole week takes about 200 volunteers. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's it's a, a big, lot of... It's yeah. a big uh, endeavor. And... The fact that so many people step up to help. Um, yep, for sure. I will say that is one area we don't usually lack is in volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our volunteer signups are still available online if you'd like to join us. And they'll come down in the next day or two just to prep things. But if that's the case, just come join us on Thursday. We'd love to have you. I know uh, that is actually for some people one of the other traditions. You know, they very much have so. become uh, it's become part of the tradition to help out uh, with the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, we have a number of families that we've seen come back year after year, um, just from you know it's a rewarding experience to go through, mm-hmm. um, and even some of the behind the scenes jobs. People are surprised at how rewarding it is. Yeah. Um, and so we have a number of families that have made that their tradition. They come and they volunteer either in the days leading up or on Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. and then have a meal with us. Yeah. And that is their Thanksgiving. So uh, 80 turkeys. Yeah. And have you have you even counted uh, like the, the pies and the pounds of potatoes? I know we asked and- for 300 pies. Wow. And 200 dinner rolls. I know those numbers right off the top of my head. Yeah. The canned goods are a little, they get a little foggy. (laughs) So where does all of this stuff, I mean, well, you said you had a refrigerated truck that was a dinner because, you know, obviously, again, you start uh, cooking today or yesterday. Yeah. And uh, so it's going to take several days to get all of this stuff. And, you know, where does all of this go? Yeah. You know, that's a whole we have some Other big freezers, that. but that refrigerated truck, um, it was yeah. donated to us this year by Kirk National Lease out of mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, and that is really a lifesaver. Yeah. Because exactly where do you put it yeah. all a refrigerator and a that's freezer a whole, aren't going to handle right. it all <laughs> you know that's that's the other uh, whole logistical uh issue there yep. is not just how you serve all of you know two thousand people between yep. drive-through and delivery and uh the sit-down meals being back but you know where you keep everything as it is prepared definitely uh, yeah so it is just a tremendous undertaking uh for all involved and kudos for you know, for everyone, you couldn't do it without the volunteers, no, obviously. We couldn't. So. Um, now, if, uh, again, if folks want more information, uh, yeah. there's uh, deadline of tomorrow at noon for delivery. Yep. Is the 22nd the- at noon okay. is a hard deadline. If you want a meal delivered in Finley City Limits, you've got to get online and place that or give us a call. Okay. Because um, we literally will turn on the voicemail and not answer the phones after that point. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because, again, you have to be able to logistically figure all of this exactly. out. Exactly. It and takes two days just to get all of the routes planned yeah. and figured out. Which so. which makes sense. Um, and then for the uh, drive-through, the carry-out, or the uh, dine-in option, you don't have to have a reservation. You don't. Right? If you're able to for drive-through, we ask that you just let us know how many are coming. It helps us with our food numbers. But okay. but right, if you didn't get your reservation put in, th- th- that's not an issue. Come on through. Stop on in. And, we'll get you a meal. And all of the hours again are 
drive through is from 9 to 1 and okay. dine in from 11 to 1. Okay. And like I said, you can find all that information one-stop shop on our website, stonebridgechurch.org. Which we have linked up at our webpage uh, so you can get to more information there. Just a tremendous undertaking and what a wonderful uh, community event it is, the free th- uh, community Thanksgiving dinner from uh, Stonebridge Church. And then right after Thanksgiving, I would imagine you give yourself the weekend and then you're kind of planning for next year already. Uh, it happens pretty quick, yeah. <laughs> it's a year-round thing, but uh, kudos to uh, all involved. And uh, Stephanie Shack, thanks very much for uh, dropping by. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. <laughs> a Texas woman is under arrest After attempting to smuggle an endangered spider monkey into the U.S., uh, apparently she was crossing over the border from Mexico uh, when officers noticed a wooden box in the backseat of her car. It had holes uh, in it, uh, which appeared to be air holes, so that whatever was in the box could breathe. Uh, So naturally, the officers at the border asked her about it, Uh, The woman said it was beer that she had bought in Mexico. (laughs) Apparently her beer needed to breathe. Um, Upon further investigation, they found a live spider monkey uh, in the car. The woman took off, uh, but officers found she took off from the uh, checkpoint and she probably thought she was home free, but the Officers did not give up the case. And sure enough, they found, not long after, an online listing posted for the uh, the monkey for sale. (laughs) And so they called the number uh, in the online listing, and lo and behold, it was the woman that they had stopped at the border. (laughs) She has pleaded guilty to smuggling wildlife and fleeing an immigration checkpoint. Set to be sentenced after the first of the year (laughs) not the brightest tool in the shed (laughs) uh let's see here speaking of uh strange uh, criminal strange attempts at uh, criminal behavior just poor execution just poor execution some people just are not cut out to be career criminals here's another case a man Uh, robbed his local Bank of America branch, and this is in uh, Springfield, Missouri, robbed his local Bank of America branch by writing a hold-up note on the back of his birth certificate. (laughs) Uh, The uh, note said, "Give, give me your money now. Don't say anything. I have a partner outside. Uh, The teller did what tellers are trained to do to... uh, Give the money to the robber. Um, She handed $754 over to uh, 30-year-old Michael Conley Lloyd. And the reason they know his name is because the note was on the back of his birth certificate. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Mr. Lloyd, after the heist, uh, later surrendered to police. He told authorities he threw the money out the car window when he saw their lights flashing as he drove away from the bank. He has also confessed, oh, by the way, um, he uh, probably, 
wasn't going to get even, even if he hadn't written his holdup note on the back of his birth certificate, probably wasn't going to get away with it because he was already wearing an ankle bracelet <laughs> from a previous, from a previous cry. <laughs> he was wearing an ankle monitor <laughs> from a previous crime as he committed this robbery. Um, he claims that he robbed the bank to prove a point to his girlfriend after the two had an argument. Not sure what kind of point he attempted to make, but uh, <laughs> if it was, I can get caught robbing, robbing a bank, then I guess point made. So he did. He did. <clears throat> um, how about this story? Everyone knows someone like this who has got to be the expert in everything and has to have every, everything done their way. You know somebody like that that has to have everything done their way. Um, sometimes you really want to tell these people you have to leave it to the experts. Sometimes other people know more than you. Um, this happened in British Columbia. The CBC uh, reports that a man was placed under arrest for interfering with authorities on a rescue mission. Apparently, a paraglider had crashed into the side of a mountain and needed help. Simon Hergo, a paragliding fan, scrambled up the side of the mountain uh, to render first aid before authorities were able to arrive. Uh, he said he had made contact with the person in distress. He then raced down the mountain to lead authorities to where this person was. But he, he basically tried to tell search and rescue teams how to do their job. Uh, he started yelling and berating at them because they weren't going fast enough. They weren't going up the right way. They needed to take a different way to get to the, the person. Hurry up. No, go this way. You're doing it wrong. He made such a pest of himself that they actually placed him under arrest <laughs> for interfering. Yes, search and rescue did actually get to the guy and rescued him. He is in the hospital and uh, he has been fine. He's going to or he was rescued. He's going to be fine. Um, as to what uh, Mr. Hergo is actually charged with at this point uh, is unclear. He may be released. They just needed to get him to shut up. <laughs> they placed him under arrest. <laughs> just leave it to the experts. Um, and finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, kind of a light day for uh, broken news, but I saw this item. And uh, let this be a lesson to you because, you know, it's going to be big shopping season here very, very soon. You're going to be, uh, you know, out for Black Friday or, you know, over the next month or so doing a lot of shopping. And it's probably best to put the things that you buy into a bag uh, of some sort when you carry it out of the mall. Vermont police. Uh, went on a manhunt after security cameras at a local mall in South Burlington picked up images of a man wandering around the parking lot wielding weapons. Um, the uh, incident happened at uh, University Mall in South Burlington. Uh, a guy who's wandering around the parking lot of the mall with two swords and a firearm. And the uh, man apparently was gone by the time police arrived. And so they uh, went online 
posted these security images and said, do you know this man posted online? They went on this big manhunt. Uh, the next day, the man in question actually called police and said, that's me. What gives? Apparently, he had bought the swords and the firearm, which turned out to just be a BB gun. He had bought them at the mall. <laughs> and he was taking them out of the mall to his car. He was returning to his car in the parking lot with his purchases. <laughs> But it caused a panic. Um, so let that be a lesson to you. Uh, when you buy things <laughs> at, the, at the mall, put them in a bag um, so that you don't cause a, uh, a huge <laughs> uh, misunderstanding there. Uh, police have since dropped the matter and no charges are expected, which is good. But uh, still, it's something you might want to keep in mind. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Uh, There you go. Uh, That is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. WFIN is your home of Finley Trojan Basketball. This is Tim Montgomery. Join me and Coach Cliff Height as we follow Jim Rookie's Trojans throughout the season. From the opening tip to the final buzzer, you'll get every drive, every dunk, and every free throw. Trojan basketball returns this Wednesday as Finley takes on Springfield. The Finley Trojans play here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and 95.5 FM. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news, the statistics that shape our lives. So uh, this week, obviously a big travel week. People will be uh, heading off to see family for Thanksgiving and so on and so forth. I thought this was kind of interesting. A new survey of 2,000 American adults finds that 44% of us will take extra precautions to avoid getting sick this week ahead of the holiday. Do you do this? Do you nearly half of Americans uh, seemingly will go into hiding for at least part of the week uh, to avoid getting sick before a trip? Um, And it's not just Thanksgiving, apparently, that we do this, but certainly at the holidays, uh, it's very common for people to do this. Forty four percent will take extra precautions to avoid falling ill. Twenty two percent say that they will actually take those precautions for two weeks ahead of a trip, uh, especially for something like Thanksgiving. That's so important uh, to go be able to go see family. Uh, the average respondent in the survey, again, 2000 adults, the average respondent says 10 percent of the luggage that they will take 10 percent of what they will take with them when they travel is dedicated to personal hygiene. Seventy three percent will pack hand sanitizer. Sixty three percent will pack masks. And 60% will pack cleaning wipes specifically to make sure that they don't come down with a bug beforehand or during their vacation. Um, Now, obviously, those numbers are a bit skewed since the start of the pandemic. 58% of the respondents in the survey admit that they have higher standards of cleanliness while traveling now than they used to before COVID happened Back in 2019, respondents are more concerned about cleanliness while traveling. Uh, It says respondents are more concerned about cleanliness while traveling to their destination as compared to after they have arrived. Twenty three percent say they're concerned about cleanliness while traveling. Sixteen percent say they're 
uh, concern once they get there. So, yes, well, once we're there, it doesn't really matter if we get sick then, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, having to tra- uh, cancel your plans because you've gotten sick, and nobody wants to do that ahead of the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So we are being extra vigilant now, especially since the uh, pandemic. Not really a surprise there. <laughs> Over the past decade or so, this has become a Thanksgiving morning tradition and a way to preemptively work off all of those calories you'll be packing on later in the day. It is the Turkey Trot 5K to benefit the Women's Resource Center of Hancock County and Caitlin Niss and uh, uh, Cody uh, Anmis is uh, with us uh, this morning. Did I get that right? You absolutely yeah, All did. right, yes, very good. Nailed I'm it. to make sure that I had that right. Um, first of all, thanks very much to both of you for uh, for dropping by. We certainly appreciate it. Give us all of the uh, details. This is the 12th uh, turkey trot. Yes, right? correct. The 12th annual. We are very excited um, to be hosting the 12th annual this year. It's going to be a very large and exciting event this year. It always is. I mean, there's uh, literally hundreds of people that will come out for this. Yeah, Chris, you said it well. Uh, it's become a, th- a Thanksgiving tradition for many families. Even yeah. my wife and I have kind of made it a tradition. I think that's a really cool thing to see in the community that so many people have latched onto this event, and it's mm-hmm. for a great cause, obviously. Y- yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. It's for the uh, Women's Resource Center of uh, Hancock County. And uh, talk a little bit about, for those who are not uh, really familiar with the Women's Resource Center, what it is that the uh, WRC does? Yes, so we serve women, children, families of all ages and demographics in our community. We service them with parenting classes, diapers, different um, needs that they may have, um, and really just support them and help them with whatever they may need. And uh, again, you do that uh, in a number of different ways, number of different uh, different programs uh, that are available, uh, obviously throughout the year uh, for those who maybe have an unintended uh, pregnancy or you know some sort of uh, of crisis in in that way. Yes, whether they're in crisis or not, we're there to help and support. Um, all of our services are free and confidential. Um, so just stop in and we're here to help. And where are you, where's the uh, Women's Resource Center uh, located? Yep. Um, we are located right across from the University of Finley, right there on Main Street. So 1011 North Main. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of uh, information about the uh, various uh, programs and so on uh, that you uh, provide on the uh, on the website. It's pretty uh, comprehensive. If you don't know, uh, check that out because it's uh, really interesting, uh, the, the, all of the stuff that, that you do. Now, for the turkey trot itself, this is Thanksgiving morning. Um, I've, you've been signing people up for a while now, uh, but folks didn't even sign up that day, right? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, we actually had early registration close Sunday at midnight, mm-hmm. but late registration's open now. It's just $5 more at this point. There's no guarantee that you get that T-shirt. That's that's the big thing. That's why we have early <laughs> registration. I think last last tally that I saw, we were just under 1,300 registrants yep. wow. for, for participants. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, but again, because of that large number, we got to get that T-shirt order in. So there's no guarantee guarantee if you sign up now you get the t-shirt but you absolutely can participate and uh, we'd love to see it even all the way up until race day morning now uh give us the the lowdown of how all this works logistically on thanksgiving morning so where is it at and give us all of that great question so that. yeah starting point is starting point and finishing point for the race is saint michael's church on bright road mm-hmm. uh we get started the race starts at 9 a.m it'll go to about 10 30 but of course you know 
we want people to get there early. We're gonna have coffee. We're gonna have other things that people can do, especially if you need to check in that morning. Uh, you can check in the two nights before at Dave's Running. We have packet pickup there to get your your bib and your bag and all of those things with your goodies in it. But uh, that morning, come on out as early as I would say seven or eight a.m. and you can start getting warmed up. You can hang inside, you know, in the building for a little bit. That way, you can, don't have to brave the cold. The the, the, yeah, the nice thing is it's actually going to be pretty nice uh, Thanksgiving morning. I mean, the weather is is looking pretty good because i know uh in some years past the weather has been less than ideal but people still come out i mean this is that's one of the things that's been cool about this over the years yeah absolutely yeah so um now the the route then will go what through uh where do, where does the route go yeah great There's question a, it kind of it goes through that neighborhood back there this, uh behind saint michael's church through okay. um trying to think of some of the roads windsor would be back there okay. saratoga back near area. the country club kind of okay. back in that area mm-hmm. and it winds all around but it is a 5k so. it is a yeah, 5k good, yes. uh and we and we uh, you mentioned a, a race it is actually uh not technically timed right correct it's not time however there are prizes for the top finishers okay. male and female um there are some some pretty nice prizes some yeah. Yes. Some baked goods and things like that. Some gift cards for the for the top winners. Caitlin might know yes, more details. I on that. do know more details. So we <laughs> <laughs> we have um, pies and um, bread needs rolls or the baking company's rolls. Um, those are definitely some of the favorites in mm. the community. So we make sure we get the top thirty male and the top thirty um, female finishers, um, and we treat those with some nice sweet treats after after you run yeah. really hard we make sure we um get you some baked goods at the end <laughs> very good um and by the way the other thing that's cool about this is uh in the past and i know it's certainly not required but you've had uh, people show up like in costume yeah. <laughs> there have been people that have showed up in costume, in big turkey costumes. The Chick-fil-A cow is going to be there. The whole nine yards. Chick-fil-A is a they big go, sponsor. So, yeah. Yeah, they go all out. Yep. Absolutely. And, and we do have prizes for costumes. So, if you dress ah. up and you have a fun costume you want to wear for this race, we will have a prize for you if you are in a fun costume. So, another sweet treat. <laughs> so, the uh, Turkey Trot 5K benefit the Women's Resource Center of Hancock County happening uh, Thursday morning uh, before the... Uh, uh, the big dinner, like I said, you can kind of proactively work off all of those calories. Uh, for more information, uh, easiest place to go, I guess, is the Women's Resource Center website? Yes, Women's Resource Center or our Facebook page, um, WRC Turkey Trot. Okay. All the information's on there, or just give the office a call, and we'd be happy to um, help you sign up and get you registered. Yeah, and again, you can still sign up. You can you can show up that morning and, right. and sign Absolutely. up as well. We've got the uh, link up at our webpage, goodmornings.net. You can learn more about the uh, turkey trot and the uh, programs that it supports uh, with the uh, Women's Resource Center. Caitlin, Cody, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. And that will finish up our podcast for today. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. That, of course, is goodmornings.net. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here tomorrow.